So we are doing chapter 13, Narsimha Saraswati's Healing Touch from the Guru Charitra. This chapter describes the visit of Gurunath along with the disciples to his parents at Karanjapuri. From there he again set out on his itinerary. At Vasar Brahmeshwar, Gurunath cured the chronic stomach ulcer of a Brahmin who was about to kill himself, being unable to bear the excruciating pain of the ulcer. Namdharak said to Siddha Yogi that listening to the Guru's in life story, he felt that it was like drinking nectar. He pleaded with the Siddha not to stop the narration, but to continue with it. He said he was particularly eager to know any incidents relating to Srinirsimha Saraswati during his stay at the Holy Prayag and where he went thereafter. Siddha then continued his narration. Many more disciples flocked to Narsimha Saraswati at Prayag. Some of them were Bala Saraswati, Krishna Saraswati, Upendra Saraswati, Mahadev Saraswati, Sadanand Saraswati, Dhyana Jyoti Saraswati and also Siddha himself. Now the, the term Saraswati comes from the place whichever Matha they come from. Now if you are getting an initiation from any of these four or five Mathas that are there in this India, you get that particular designation. So the Saraswati is a designation sort of. So, he, he was day in and day out engaged in giving spiritual discourses and Upadesha to people and drawing them and guiding them on the spiritual path. Just as during infancy, he changed a piece of iron into a block of gold. Now he was transforming men of clay into spiritual gems. To the common people and laity, he was preaching moral laws and religious disciplines. To the Jigyasu, he was imparting Vedic wisdom. To Sadhakas, he was giving yogic instructions and guidance and spiritual enlightenment. He was himself an example unto all. His life itself, in truth, was this message. His darshan itself uplifted man ethically and spiritually. Uh, this is exactly what I, I have written today in the morning that the Guru basically only his countenance is important. Countenance is the way he looks. The way he is expressing himself is the most important part of the Guru. That itself, the darshan of that particular countenance is more than sufficient. You don't need anything more than that. Now, what was he doing with all his different different disciples? So those who were involved in spiritual spiritual quest he was giving them the spiritual knowledge those who are involved in the material quest he was giving them their gifts which were needed because material people are not interested in any spiritual knowledge they are basically looking for can I get food to eat can I get children can I get married can I get this these are basically what the material worldly people are into so when Sai Baba was concerned, you will find that 99% of the people were material orientation. They were basically looking for, can I go and get this, can I go and get that. So Sai Baba's temple was meant for the purpose of only getting something or the other. So everybody went to Shirdi, they said, I want this and I want that. Today also if you go to Gangapur or any of these places, there will be hardly 1% who are interested in spiritual will. Everybody is interested in material pursuits. So that is the reason why to Jigyasa he was imparting Vedic wisdom. Vedic wisdom cannot be imparted to everybody. Because Vedas by themselves are the laws. Now who is going to learn the Vedas and the Shastras? The only people who are going to learn are the, you know, the research workers from the University of California and all those places. <laughs> Nobody is actually interested. Today if you see, 
If you actually go to some of the very big institutes in India where they have these very ancient texts, you will find most of the research students are sitting over there and doing the research on these kind of very good texts. Try to see the other people. The other people who are doing the actual research on this, that is the Jigyasu. Jigyasu is the one who is trying to find out, the one who wants to know or the one who is in quest, the questioners, the person who is in search of something is called a Jigyasu. Now the Jigyasu is a person who wants to understand the truth about the Vedas. Nobody wants to know the truth about the Vedas. Everybody wants to buy heart it. They want to be uh, expert in all these. Actually they have these uh, you know, very various places. They want to see how like they have these shows. Okay, you can sing properly. You can do this. Yeah, uh, what happens is everywhere. What do the people do? Oh, this person can sing very nicely. In the same way they have this contest. No? So they have this contest whether a person remembers all the words. What has words got to do with jnana? Sorry, that has nothing to do with the knowledge. Words are words, they can be even said by a, a CD player. Why, why are you bothered so much about the words? The words are coming like that, but the meanings, nobody knows. So what is the Guru doing? The Guru is giving instructions and guidance for spiritual enlightenment. So the job of the Guru is basically to ensure that everybody moves towards a spiritual in enlightenment. Those who are interested in finding out. Yes, janne ki ichha. So, to the common people and laity, he was imparting a normal wisdom that was required. But for this Jigyasu, very highly complicated. It is nearly 36 years since Narasimha Saraswati has left his parental home and his parents were anxious and pining to see him. As per the promise he made to them, he thought that he should give them the joy of seeing him. He came to Karanjanagar along with his disciples. The joy of the parents knew no bounds. The mother now vividly remembered her previous life's incidents. How Sri Patsrivalla blessed her, taught her about the Shani Pradosh Puja, the performance of which found its fruition in her becoming the mother of Narasimha Saraswati who was none else but the reincarnation of Sri Pat Sri Vallabhdev. She realized how blessed she was. Sri Narsama Saraswati told his mother that she might have been happy about him having taken the Sannyasashram because of her love for him. He explained to her the unique merits of Sannyasashram. He said it's, it is the spiritual acme of life. It would be, besides liberate not only the one who has taken to Sannyasa but also his ancestors for several generations. Okay. I will give you one small idea about this whole thing. Sannyasa ashram need not be taken in the way it is prescribed in the ancient times. But today, it is possible to do that. When you have a seclusion, when you have a guru, when there is a teaching getting imparted, when you are 24 bars 7 along with your guru, he is definitely going to put you on the path. What the Guru does is basically as an ashram atmosphere, the Guru ensures that a couple of years, many years or so, the, the disciple goes under sannyasa ashrama. That is, his teachings are getting imparted by invoking various kinds of tapasyas. It is possible to do. It is something like you will find that the person in, in most of the churches, I mean seminaries as we call them, 
in seminaries you will find the priest go over there they also sit in seclusion they have very strict regimes in the same way in some of the very very ancient ashramas you will find that very few students you know four five ten not more than that they do they cannot take more than that because you cannot have seclusion for as many number so what they do is the guruji will take a certain number of students and he gives them a specific training which is involving them with various kinds of activities connected to tapasya basically like a sanyasi so when they take up the sanyasa he also gives them the cloaks that are required you will find that ramakrishna paramahansa himself wore simple clothes he wore very very simple clothes but there was a time when he handed over orange clothes to his disciples one day he asked specifically for 13 different cloaks orange color clothes and then he distributed them in front of everybody nobody wore them nobody wore them at that point in time but later on when swami vivekananda was sitting in front of the fire in kolkata at that time he decided that those cloth which was distributed to those students of his that is duryananda and sivananda and brahmananda all these people he gave them the cloth once again and he said from today onwards you can wear and they took the oath in front of the fire so sanyasa ashram is also possible not that it is not possible it is definitely possible but it has to be under very very strict and controlled conditions yes yeah stage 5 of this <laughs> you are right about it so this is the most important part but it's a very very tough climb it's not possible for a human being of a normal intellect or normal human being to climb that stages it's an extremely tough path so that is the reason why sanyasa ashram can be imparted in presence of the guru where under controlled conditions he takes charge of a few only very few not everybody can be undertaken in that particular stage you know hardly anybody okay so so he is explaining who is explaining narsimha saraswati was explaining to his mother the meaning of this word sanyasa ashram and why it is important for him to have taken it he further indicated that his own taking of sanyasa ashram had a very special purpose the purpose of revivifying the glory of sanyasa ashram now you will understand datatre is the highest avduta in this universe under him right up to last yuga last uh, last a few thousand 100 years ago we still had sai baba who was a sanyasi of the highest order today also there are very few people who follow that path not that they don't follow the path they follow the path but being very very strict and under very stringent conditions it is not possible to get into that state to get into that state you need purity of mind purity of heart purity of your soul you need to have a clear mind the mind has to be purified the intellect has to be purified it has to come up to that level so the glory of this particular ashrama is very very important the significance of which was getting missed by people because of the growing materialistic outlook and the way of life 
सो द वे ऑफ लाइफ चेंजेस बींग इन दिस लास्ट युगा द वे ऑफ लाइफ हेज कंप्लीटली इरोडेड देर इज नो वे इन विच वी कैन एवर थिंक ऑफ हैविंग समथिंग बेटर नर हर इज मदर अंबा भवानी एड अ डॉटर बॉर्न टू हर आफ्टर नर हरी लेफ्ट होम हर नेम वॉज रत्नाई दैट इज रत्नाबाई एंड आफ्टर हर मैरिज शी अप्रोच नरसिम सरस्वती एंड प्रेड दैट शी बी सेव शी सेट द प्रॉब्लम ऑफ लाइफ वॉज ऑलमोस्ट क्रशिंग हर नरसिम सरस्वती टोल्ड हर दैट द ड्यूटी ऑफ द वुमन वॉज टू सर्व अर हजबेंड कंसिडरिंग हिम एज गॉड नाउ दैट इज समथिंग इन टूडेज युगा इट इज अ वेरी बिग क्वेश्चन मा आउट देयर बिकॉज वॉट कैंड ऑफ अ गॉड इज अ बिग क्वेश्चन दैट so yes during that particular point in time you had the purity of everything today there is nothing like i said even the ghee is impure so <laughs> so no question of having a pure and now we are so much headlong into kaliyuga that is all finished so mm. yes that alone is sufficient for a woman to attain salvation he said he also foretold that her husband would be taking to sanyasa but very much late in life after both of them or both of them have become fairly old he further said that because of some of the sins committed by her in the previous life she had destined to suffer in this life from a dreadful skin disease but that also will be late in life he told her that she could however overcome it if she made a pilgrimage to the holy papa vinashini tirth near gandharvapura that is gangapur he assured her that she would have the darshan at this time of the death and she would attain salvation as almost everyone in the town named sri uh, wanted sri narsimha saraswati to visit their homes from bhiksha it is said that he took many forms and blessed each house by accepting bhiksha in the span of few days that he stayed in town sri narsimha saraswati after visiting his parents went on pilgrimage to trambak and nashik he narrated to his disciples there was the gautami mahatma where severe penance gautam rishi did bring ganga that is godavari river to the earth godavari river is an aspect of the holy ganga itself and it was gautam rishi's penance that made godavari to descend and come down for the purification of the land and its people oh sentinel is sitting outside <laughs> garden okay good during his pilgrimage narsimha saraswati came to a certain place called manjarika in the bank of river godavari he met one very learned pandit there by the name of madhavaranya madhavaranya was overjoyed at meeting sri narsimha saraswati and sang many songs in praise of him he sought his blessings and grace gurunath revealed to him the vishwaroop and then advised him to always do the manasa puja to the lord narsimha that is the incarnation of lord vishnu the the avatar of half man half lion he said that all his earthly needs would be fulfilled by the great grace of lord narsimha and that he would attain brahmaloka after his death siddha yogi continued narrating about the healing powers of narsimha saraswati that would free human beings from all ailments from manjarika sri narsimha saraswati went to came to vasar brahmeshwar that is brahmeshwara kshetra which is also on the bank of river godavari there he saw one brahmin near the river the brahmin was suffering from severe stomach aches for several years he used to get unbearable pain and it was difficult for him to take food he was fed up with his life and decided to end his life for the purpose he came to the river to drown himself by tying a heavy boulder round his neck then all knowing and omniscient narsimha saraswati came near him and asked him what his trouble was 
the brahmin told him about his misery and said that he would not be able to bear and put up with it any longer narsimha saraswati confronted him by saying that he had a panacea a unique remedy for him that he would be free from the ailment soon as he was not to worry himself about it any longer just at that juncture the gramadipati of the village a brahmin of kandanya gotra by the name shamdev had come to the river for his bath Seeing Narasimha Saraswati, Shyamdev was overjoyed and prostrated at Gurunath's feet and started singing praises to him. When Shyamdev requested him to come to his house for food, Gurunath told him to invite the ailing Brahmin also for food. Shyamdev said that he was afraid the Brahmin might die if he fed him and that he would incur the Brahmahatya dosha. That is when you kill a Brahmin, like we did, no? The last time we were talking about what are the different different doshas that are there. the highest dosha that is there when you kill a brahmin or you kill a cow these are basically the doshas which come up when you are doing something like this he had hardly taken food yesterday and he is almost in death pangs now any food is almost like poison for the poor poor brahmin commented shamdev thus expressing the apprehensions of inviting the brahmin also for food gurunath told him that he need not have any apprehensions any longer Gurunath graced the house of Shyamdev for the bhiksha along with the disciples and the ulcer patient. The Brahmin who had not been able to eat even a morsel of food normally was now able to eat at Shyamdev's house most sumptuously and with great gusto and relish. His chronic ailment plaguing him for years on and had now disappeared totally. Shyamdev and everyone wondered at this and realized that Sri Narasimha Saraswati was none other than Bhagwan Dhanvantri himself who had come in the human form. Thus ends the 13th chapter of Sri Guru Charitra describing the miracle of stomach cure of the Brahmin by Sri Narasimha Saraswati. Glory to the all-merciful, the omnipresent and the ever-responsive Guru Nanak. So, we have come to the end of the chapter. Since there will be hardly any time left, so we shall do this later on. Right? Or how big is it? It's about two pages. I think I can do it. At chapter fourteen, Sri Narasimha Saraswati rescues Shyamdev. The chapter narrates how Shyamdev, the village officer of Vasar Brahmeshwar, was protected by Guru Nanak from being killed by the Muslim Nawab. Siddha Muni continued with the narration while Namdharak excitedly listened. Shyamdev was very happy at the darshan of Sri Narasimha Saraswati. He was even more happy that Sri Narasimha Saraswati graced his house and sanctified it. His wife Jakhai also was very happy that Guru Nanak had accepted Bhiksha. at this house at that time a great worry was weighing on shyamdev's mind he told his problem to sri narsimha saraswati and prayed for guidance and help siddha yogi narrates further how narsimha sri narsimha solved shyamdev's problem the muslim ruler of the region was not very well disposed towards hindus and especially the brahmins every year he used to call a brahmin pandit to his darbar and kill him secretly he found great pleasure in this demonic act that year the turn seemed to have fallen on shyamdev shyamdev was summoned to visit the darbar he knew fully well what fate awaited him there he would never again have the pleasure and the fortune of the darshan of gurunath in his life alas there was no escape for him from the summons of the nawab sri narsimha saraswati told shyamdev that he need not entertain any fight a fright about his visiting the nawab but the, the later would not be able to do him any harm at all and that he shyamdev would be returning home safely and happily too he further told him that he gurunath would be staying on at vasar brahmeshwar till he returned he thus sent him with the blessings 
Shyamdev reached the court of the Nawab. The Nawab felt greatly elated at the sight of Shyamdev and prospect of the fulfillment of the vicious scheme. But alas, as soon as the vicious thought started rising in his mind, he saw an apparition. He felt that the fierce-looking Brahmin, with very fierce, fiery-looking and holding heavy weapons that attacked him and showing blows, showering blows, mercilessly on him. The body started seething with torturous pain. He prayed to the apparition for forgiveness and said that he would never in the future commit the crime of killing or causing injury to anyone. The apparition disappeared and in this place was standing Samdev, the meek Brahmin. The Nawab treated Samdev with great respect and honoured him by giving him many rich gifts. Samdev returned home most happily and with his heart overflowing with gratitude towards Sinarsima Saraswati. After reaching his place, he rushed to the darshan of the Gurunath and fell at the feet, praying him to remain there forever and never leaving him. Sinarsima Saraswati said it is not possible for him to stay at that place any longer. Many devotees from other places were calling on him and that he had to move on. He added that his grace and blessings, however, will ever be with him and his family and said that after 16 years, he would have his darshan again at the holy Gangapur. From there, Srinarsima Saraswati went to Vaidyanath, that is Vaidyanath, famous for the abode of Arogya Bhavan Parmeshwari. He remained there for a year in the invisible form. Thus ends the 14th chapter of Sri Guru Charitra, which describes Guru Nath's protection of Sayamdeva from death. Glory to the all-merciful, the omnipresent and the ever-responsive Guru Nath. In the last lines it is mentioned that he remained in what is called as an invisible state. It is possible to have this kind of a state also. You will find that most of the yogis who have been doing tapasya for hundreds of years, I mean a person may say that how can a person live beyond 100 years. But no, there are lots of people who are staying still in the mountainous regions in in the cold, they are themselves in an invisible form. They do not show themselves any, to anybody. They are basically hidden in the crevices or the nooks and the corners of these particular caves that are there or the mountain tops. They are staying in that particular place. And that is the reason why if you ever visit on Guru Purnima day, on Guru Purnima day, if you visit Girnar, you will find that at one point in time, there are tens and thousands of sannyasis suddenly coming from somewhere and nobody knows where they are coming from. They stay inside the mountains in an invisible form. So, again, for Kumbha Mela, you would, you would have seen that the Kumbha Mela was overflowing with people. But do, did they actually come? No, they didn't come actually. Some of them exist in that particular location. They are there because they are doing their tapascharya. See, today's day and age, today's man cannot do that kind of intense tapascharya. But these people have been doing it for hundreds of years. When Mahashaya, Lahiri Mahashaya said that his guru has lived for over 3000 years, he was telling the truth. Because Babaji is that many years old. But when he appears, he appears like a very, very young person. And that is the reason why we cannot understand these kind of things. So, the, the forms are taken. They are doing the tapasya. Because what they do is, somebody has to take care of this entire universe. We have these very individualistic souls who are specifically there. Uh, if you recollect, I had told you all the story of one of... Uh, one of the persons that I know who had gone to the Himalayas and had got this entire knowledge about 
this ayurveda and various kinds of healing methods now this was given by a very ancient sage now the sage is not visible to normal mind he is not there you cannot even understand that so you will find that there are lots of times when you get to meet this kind of people so they are there for the purpose of healing they are there for the purpose of getting this whole world in a proper shape because any moment anything can happen and that should not happen the whole world should not go haywire so balancing forces are very very important so that they balance it out by constant chanting constant mantra constantly they are there you will find that in most of these ancient uh, um, you know monasteries the buddhist monasteries the chanting goes on continuously throughout the day in and out in and out this is for healing the world basically they are doing it not for any per- personal purposes they are doing it because they they have to do certain kind of rituals and activities so that is the reason why he was in that invisible form there